I didn't realize I was a control freak. I thought I was quite easygoing and relaxed, but underneath I was protecting myself with many layers of defense. I would fear showing the slightest bit of vulnerability. Welcome to the Lessons from Psychedelics podcast. My name is Daniel O'Shaughnessy. For me, a big lesson uh, from psychedelics was learning how much of a control freak that I was and why that was the case. More importantly, psychedelics taught me to let go of a bit of the control and feel pain, feel emotion, and eventually heal. I want to help you avoid the negative consequences of excess control, learn to let go of it, and perhaps relax a little bit in the process. You may not even realize that you like to be in control. If you had to let go of control, perhaps you would freak. Perhaps is all, you, all you've ever known. I'm not talking about abusive control. I'm talking about the boundaries of control that you set yourself in. Some control is necessary. We live in a society where it would be chaos if there was no control. We need rules, laws, differences of opinion, competition, or there would be no drive in life to succeed or orderly living. What's the point in life if we didn't have control? Well, come to think of it, control is all we've ever known. From a young age, we're taught family dynamic, religion, what's good, what's bad. All of these examples create a blueprint of society, which is nicely controlled. We're taught that we grow up, we pass exams, we get a job, we get married, we have children, we buy a house, they're controlled societal norms that we live by. There are obviously positives to this, your behavior can reward you with a nice life. You can control your diet and fitness to look better, to feel better. You work hard in the system. You get a good paid job. You have healthy boundaries and keep safe. These are just examples. But what about too much control? Controlling every aspect of your life so you feel safe, secure, and protected. Perhaps you do that based on past trauma, childhood, relationships you've had, or just because you've been discriminated for just being you. Many of us create control patterns because we just don't want to get hurt again. There was one time perhaps you were deeply scarred by an event or perhaps you were hurt too many times. And so now you build up these thick walls to protect yourself. So this can eventually become a negative consequence of excess control. Perhaps even it leads to insanely working long hours to prove yourself, perhaps conditioning your body with very strict diet and beating yourself with exercise so in, in order to add those secure those walls of defense is being a control freak or having excess control good for you is it healthy perhaps there is some sort of control anxiety which can lead to unhealthy behaviors when you start to feel out of control perhaps numbing pain numbing stress and these for example when you're out of control you might think to you might binge drink, binge eat, take drugs. All of these can end up having a negative consequence on you. And the interesting thing about when you take substances or drugs to be in control, the way they wire your brain is that you feel more in control. So therefore, that's where the addiction feeling starts. Perhaps even control stops you being vulnerable, stops you feeling emotions, stops you crying. Perhaps it's something you do to protect yourself. The people that come to mind here are the ones that go I don't want to talk about it when there's a hard or difficult conversation people who are the avoidant personalities here or they say the one everything's fine when something's really bothering them or upsetting them or perhaps on the other end of it people that don't want to be accountable for their actions and these might 
be people that therefore avoid you if, you if they've hurt you and they don't want to have that difficult conversation because it leads to them being out of control of the situation. Needing to have control can make confrontation difficult because you can't control how someone else is going to respond. You can't control someone else's language or behavior and that can actually lead to some sort of anxiety. I think in difficult relationships that when you feel that you can't communicate well with your partner or you've had uh, had to have a difficult conversation that it causes a lot of anxiety because you are saying something to them maybe perhaps very vulnerable and it causes anxiety because you may not be able to control the outcome or get heard or in essence make them understand how you feel so that can therefore be a control factor therefore causing a lot of anxiety in relationships you are never going to be able to be 100% in control in relationships. If your body and mind can't control something in a situation, it leads to a surge of stress hormones and neurotransmitters, which ultimately lead you to being more anxious in a situation. So you may want to avoid it. I want you to think about some control pattern identifiers that might be good to see and assess your levels of control. Are you a good team player? Or do you prefer to be um, a lone worker? Are you good at trusting people, delegating tasks? Are you super critical of yourself? You just beat yourself up about a tiny mistake for days on end. What about controlling your emotions so other people don't get to see your vulnerable side? Do you let yourself cry? Or do you even cry alone? I want you to think about the real functional reason why you need to be in control the whole time. I think that's the first stage in unpicking this. It was for me. What are you doing to protect yourself from this excess control? You are the only one that's going to know the answer to this. Is that control pattern that you're currently exercising, is it working for you? Is it giving you peace of mind? Are you feeling at peace? Are you feeling relaxed? And if not, what would happen if there were things that you changed? I want you to connect to pain and think about when you were really hurt last or when you were hurt the most. What would it mean if you got hurt again? Is the suspense of getting hurt more than the actual hurt itself? What would it be if you let yourself be vulnerable to getting hurt again? I think it's very difficult to conceptualize this, but and you're probably thinking, how do I do this? I think you need to think about your own reasons about why you need to be in control. Perhaps spend some time, write them down, think about what are you actually protecting yourself from and then dissect that even further. That's usually the starting place. So if that drives anxiety when you're doing this exercise, you definitely need to do that exercise. I want you to think about what you get anxious over, what stresses you out in your day-to-day -day life and stops you feeling peace. My healing journey was really rough at times and allowing myself to feel or think or even conceptualize these negative emotions did so much towards my overall well-being and progress of how I feel now. I didn't realize I was a control freak. I thought I was quite easygoing and relaxed, but underneath I was protecting myself with many layers of defense. I would fear showing the slightest bit of vulnerability. I would lose control of the situation, but I wasn't even aware of this. All of this was unhealthy. It started to tip into numbing behaviors. I was probably doing things that I didn't want to admit I was doing, or thinking that I was just doing them recreationally and I was quite happy to. I had my borders of control and I thought I was going about life quite happily, but obviously I wasn't because it was affecting my overall well-being. I had this 
subconscious want and need to commit suicide, I was protecting myself from feeling that emotion, but it was just burdening my head most of the day, most of the day, just feeling completely worthless. And I would engage in numbing practices. I would do things that I knew weren't good for me and put myself in situations just to feel, I don't even know what I was trying to feel. I was probably trying to punish myself. It was definitely numbing behaviors, whether it was taking anabolic steroids, whether it was taking party drugs. It's funny that I would put myself in the unsafe situations, but I wouldn't let myself feel emotions or bad because that was the most painful thing, not like my risk of life in, in certain or of doing certain things. When I, when I started to realize that I was not in control of my emotions is that I was completely anxious and I could not work out why. I realized that I have to go to therapy. My thought at the time was I'm going to go to the therapist and we're going to talk about my childhood trauma or whatever it is or my argument with my brother and my anxiety will go down. The best thing the therapist did on the first session was just say to me, can you just connect your body for a second and think about what your body is saying? And that was like, God, I'm really anxious. You know, in the back of my mind, I know this guy I'm dating isn't good for me, but I'm pretending it's all fine. And that's what's making me anxious in the, in the day. But a friend said to me, why don't you go and try a magic mushroom retreat? I think for those that follow me know that I'm a psychedelic advocate. They saved my life. Um, but the first time someone recommended um, a mushroom retreat to me, I just thought, no way, I'll lose control and I'm going to cry. And that was one of the big aha moments for me. And actually in the ceremony, all I did was cry. And obviously it's a therapy that I needed. During like mushroom trips, you start realizing that you're going to die and you go through these like metaphorical deaths. It eases you to realize that you don't need to be in control of everything. And ultimately you can't control the fear of death. It just, um, there's nothing you can do about it. So this was able, was one key instrument in me letting go of control a little bit and being able to be vulnerable and being able to just not be so cerebral in the experiences that I have, especially with psychedelics, just to let the trip happen and whatever comes up, come up. This is why I think I don't really believe in bad trips. I think if you try to control a psychedelic experience, you're going to have a bad time because it's taking you for a ride, like a spiritual roller coaster, for example. But if you learn to let go of an experience, learn to let go and enjoy, then that's where the healing happens. For me, letting go of control was quite liberating. It's actually a quite a beautiful experience. I think one of the key lessons that I want you to take away from this is that when you learn to let go of control and feel emotion, you can look back at past decisions and not punish yourself so much for them as you used to. And that is quite beautiful in itself and healing. Part of understanding control is unpacking your fears and your limiting beliefs because you want to control the outcome and you sometimes can't. I think the way the psychedelics work is they remove all your limiting beliefs in that moment to be able to realize what your dreams are and what you want to do and how you want to do it. And I think then you have to push through and at least understanding that I can't control this outcome of this podcast. I think the limiting beliefs I had from this is that I'm not good enough to do this. So in essence, what the psychedelic experience has done is gone, if these are your dreams, we'll take away all limiting beliefs. Okay, you can, we'll give you like the six hours of that trip to be able to realize that, you know, enjoy. And then you go back to the real world and you have to start, the limiting beliefs start creeping back in. 
But what you're able to do is anchor onto the dream and then slowly pick apart why you have these limiting beliefs in the first place. You don't need answers to life's problems all at once. But what one of the one of my university supervisors said to me, just ask better questions. And I'll leave you with that. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this. If it's resonated with you, please share it. Someone can benefit, I hope. Thank you.